Hello, and welcome back to the Outdoor Minimalist Podcast. I'm your host, Meg Carney, and I'm an outdoor and environmental writer and author of the book, Outdoor Minimalist, Waste Less Hiking, Camping, and Backpacking. Follow the link in the description to pre-order a copy of the book so you'll be the first to receive it on the release date of September 1st, 2022. The Outdoor Minimalist podcast has a goal to give listeners actionable ways to waste less hiking, camping, backpacking, and more during every step of the process. Your impact outdoors starts long before you hit the trail and goes beyond leave no trace ethics. You'll learn how to identify sustainable outdoor brands, how to ask hard questions regarding sustainability, and begin to shift and evolve your mindset to integrate minimalism into all of your outdoor pursuits. In episode 28 of the Outdoor Minimalist podcast, we talk about the all-important topic of pooping in the woods. If you're a backpacker in particular, my guess is that you've had countless discussions about poop or embarrassing poop stories, and to be honest, same. While poop stories are always entertaining, and there may be one or two sprinkled throughout this episode, our main focus is to talk about how to poop outside the right way, the environmental impact of pooping in the woods, and various options for doing so. To help me do that, I would like to introduce Monica Aguilar. Monica is an artist, adventurer, and now a recent podcast host of the Shit We Do Outdoors podcast. She has a passion for human-powered long-distance travel and has traveled over 6,000 miles on foot and bike. Her travels and love for the outdoors serve as an inspiration for her art, which depicts many of the places she has traveled to or wishes to go. And before we get to the interview, I just want to remind everyone that the Outdoor Minimalist Patreon is still available. Head over to theoutdoorminimalist.com for more information about bonus episodes and other exclusive content. Thanks for joining me today, Monica. Before we get started talking about poop and all of that fun stuff that we do outside. Um, I want to know a little bit more about how you first got into outdoor recreation and I guess what you enjoy most about it now. Yeah, so growing up, I was pretty much only doing day hikes and things like that. And I decided that I wanted to hike the Appalachian Trail. So I hiked that in 2018. And I feel like I was always outdoorsy before then, but I feel like that really kickstarted my love and passion for the outdoors. And pretty much since then, I've been trying to, you know, get every trail I can. And that really kickstarted like my love for like camping and backpacking. And then after that, I kind of started getting into like biking as well. Awesome. So do you live on the East Coast then since you hiked the Appalachian Trail? Yeah. I live in Western Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Very nice. I haven't spent a ton of time out East, but the times I've been there have always been very enjoyable. It's a beautiful area. Yeah. I'm about an hour East of the Appalachian Trail in Massachusetts. So I actually go out there a lot and volunteer, which is really nice to kind of have it in my backyard. Oh, very cool. Um, So what do you do as a profession? Do you work in the outdoor industry at all? Professionally, I actually am a city bus driver for a university, UMass Amherst, but I'm actually trying to transition into a full-time artist. So mainly I do like canvas commissions, murals, and like window paintings, and I've just kind of started dabbling in like paint parties. So I'm really trying to go all in on the full-time artist. So right now I'm just kind of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks for the most part. So not very trail related, but um, a lot of my art is actually like nature inspired. 
Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Artists are always, I feel, really interesting to me because I am not good at painting or drawing and things like that. So I'm always just very impressed <laughs> when that is a pursuit of someone else's. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I feel like I'm also not really like I feel like I'm not like a stereotypical artist I'm just like like I don't do anything abstract I'm just like I like this pretty mountain I'm gonna paint it like <laughs> nothing too extreme <laughs> I love that type of art though because well probably a lot of people who are really into the outdoors and have that integrated into their life I kind of like bringing it inside and kind of decorating the outdoors but inside so I feel like I'm outside <laughs> so that makes sense so I already know this about you, but for the listeners, I know that you have a podcast. It's relatively new that you launched. So what led you to that and what is the topic of it? Yeah, so my podcast, I'm actually in like my first month of dropping episodes and it's called Shit We Do Outdoors. And kind of the method behind it is that it's three parts. It's education, entertainment and empowerment and so I really want it to be something that is like kind of teaching people about poop and conservation in the outdoors because I feel like that is like a really big barrier for entry for some people and then the entertainment is kind of like the poop stories aspect I think it's really funny honestly to talk about poop and I'm hoping that <laughs> is like not all of them are obviously leave no trace but I'm hoping that people can learn from it and then the empowerment aspect is the learning and then also I want to incorporate some like inspirational stories from people just to like show people that there are different ways of life. And so this kind of came up. I'm a very avid podcast listener, like driving the buses and painting. I'm like always listening to content and things like that. And so I feel like I was getting a lot of, I don't know if it was signals, but just like a lot of people were like, you should start a podcast. You should start a podcast. And during both of, so I threw hiked the Appalachian Trail and then I was on the PCT this past year. And my trail families and I, we just like love talking about poop. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but one of my families called me like the privy princess, maybe TMI, but I was literally going like on the trail like three plus times a day. And they were like, <laughs> Moss, like, how can you produce this much poop? So it's just like, I don't know. It's just kind of like a funny topic of conversation. And I guess I really want to like still have that community here. So one, even when I'm not on the trail. Well, I am all about normalizing those types of conversations. And I do think that when people have been backpacking frequently, especially through hikes like you're talking about, it's just such a, such a normal part of your day. And everyone kind of knows, oh, if, even if you say, I'm going to go dig a cat, they're like, okay, yeah, you're going to go poop. I already know yeah. that. So <laughs> I don't know. I feel like being open about it is very normal. But when you... From the outside looking in, even though everybody poops, it is a daunting topic and it is a daunting task for a lot of people when they first go camping, even if it is camping somewhere that has a pit toilet or something. So that's why I was excited that we could connect because having someone else that enjoys talking about going to the bathroom as much as I do, that <laughs> is a plus. <laughs> but also I feel like you have a lot of great knowledge and insight about how people can best prepare to poop outside. So I guess I want to start just by talking about those options. Yeah, so if you have never pooped outside before, I would say the biggest thing is if you have a community of outdoor people, definitely maybe 
chat with them and kind of like get their personal stories if you have like a wide array of people that's probably best but I feel like yeah really talking to people and like kind of getting an idea of like what's to be expected I know it's really weird but like YouTube videos there's so many YouTube videos on like how to poop in the woods and all that stuff and like just from like a general standpoint if you're gonna go outside make sure like maybe you have a little extra of things like bring toilet paper hand sanitizer you're gonna need a trowel to dig and um again really weird but like I don't know maybe just like kind of have like scenarios going in your head of like okay like if I'm in this place like how would I use the bathroom because I feel like it's good to kind of think about those things beforehand and obviously do your research before you leave as well because each ecosystem can kind of have different rules on how you're going to use the bathroom outside I don't know if that answered your question I feel like that was a lot of stuff No, it was good. That is a lot of information, but I think being prepared, like you're saying, is really important. And if people go back to episode 17, then we talk a little bit more about what to kind of include in those types of bathroom kits. But I think that you included all of the essentials in there, like the trowel, something to wipe with, something to sanitize your hands with, and then understanding, like, is there going to be pit toilets at that area? Because some, even some really remote areas that I've been to, like in the Boundary Waters or even some of the backcountry in Washington, has pit toilets at really remote locations just because people aren't necessarily good at burying their poop properly. And then other places, digging a cat hole or if a cat hole's not allowed. So understanding what all of those options are and then going from there. So you can kind of build your kit like you were talking about. And so I'm talking a lot and I don't like to do that. So (laughs) I think the easiest option is if you're camping somewhere that has pit toilets, just, just to start out. So what do you think people should know about using those and preparing for that? Okay, so I'm gonna put on my trail volunteer hat for a minute. And I want everyone to remember that someone has to maintain that pit toilet. So whatever you do in there, make sure that you're conscientious that someone else is going to have to come in there afterwards and help maintain it. So the biggest thing is like, do not put any of your trash in the pit toilets, not even tampons or like baby wipes or anything like that. It's a really good idea to bring a trash bag or not like a trash bag, but like a Ziploc bag for your trash and make sure you dispose of all those things in there rather than in the pit toilet. And especially with pit toilets, a lot of times there will be a little bit of literature or write-up on the inside of the wall of it, usually from the maintainers, and it's a good idea to read that before you use the bathroom. A lot of times it's better to pee outside of the pit toilet, so like out in the woods rather than inside, because it kind of helps with the microbial breakdown and it just kind of keeps the smell down. So if possible, try to pee not in the toilet and just do number two in there. Additionally, a lot of times the literature will say like put some duff in it. And so that's basically just like wood shavings if there's some nearby leaves and just like kind of stuff that's on the ground. I would, I'm not, I'm afraid to say like do it every single time, but usually there's stuff inside the pit toilet that says like, hey, please put some duff in it. And that will also help with the microbial breakdown. And if you notice that like a pit toilet is getting overflowing or anything like that, and you can figure out who maintains it it's definitely nice to give them a heads up so if you are like from a personal standpoint if you are going to use the pit toilet same thing like bring the tp the hand sanitizer in there with you 
I think it's always good to bring like way more TP than you think you need. It's not that heavy. So it's better to just have more uh, than not enough. And especially if it's your first time, like don't be afraid to bring baby wipes and stuff. Just make sure you pack those out with you when you leave. Yeah. One question that I have a couple questions about pit toilets. Are all types of toilet paper okay to put in a pit toilet? I believe it's like most, I feel like most is fine. It's more like the weirdly scented, which I've never actually seen scented TP or something, but I feel like if it's like dyed and scented, that's an issue, but most of your generic TP is going to be fine in there and it'll break down. Okay. Awesome. And what about dog poop? Can you put dog poop in a pit toilet? I don't actually know about that. I know you are supposed to, in general, like pick it up and pack it out, even if you're backpacking and stuff. I would say it probably doesn't matter that much just because I feel like one dog poop compared to like the hundreds of pounds of human poop and they're like pretty much eating a relatively similar diet. I would say it's probably fine. Just obviously like if you picked it up, picked it up with a bag, just make sure you bring the bag with you. Don't just like do the whole poop bag in there. Yeah, because even if the poop bag says it's biodegradable or compostable, that usually means in like a facility that is designated yeah. for that. So just throwing it in a pit toilet in the bag won't break down, like you're saying. But then, so if a pit toilet is not available, which it's great when there is one because it does make things easier and more approachable, but then I feel like the next most common option is to dig a cat hole. And so can you just explain what a cat hole is and how to actually do it properly? Yeah, so a cat hole is basically just like a hole that you make in the soil. And so the numbers are over 200 feet from water, trails, or camp. And so that's about 70 paces. And so you want to make sure like you're really walking out there six to eight inches deep and four to six inches wide. And like depending on where you are, that can be like pretty difficult to make happen, especially if it's like rooty and rocky. Do the best you can and kind of like bonus points if it's like nice like organic soil that's ideal as well as like if you think it's going to get good natural sunlight that'll also help break it down ideally you don't really want to be digging cat holes in like a rock field I'm just picturing like gravel and rock like that's not really going to help it break down at all it really needs like good soil and then word to the wise if it looks like a good place to poop it may be a very popular place to poop from other people so just make sure I know it's like a lot to think about, but like make sure you're keeping an eye out for any old cat holes that other people have placed, you know, those landmines. You want to make sure that it doesn't look like it's been pre-dug. And this is, I feel like, is where kind of the pre-planning and like thinking of scenarios, like there's a lot of different, like I'm sure you can watch videos on this, but there's a lot of different ways that you can like set yourself up to do the number two. And, you know, the first time if you miss the hole, like it's okay, just try to like you know, move it in the hole with a stick and stuff like that. But yeah, there's like a lot of different ways that you can kind of do the squat, I guess. <laughs> so then when it comes to like, once you have deposited your poop into the cat hole, then you obviously need to bury it. And from my understanding, you want it to be kind of mounded because if there's some type of precipitation or something, then it could like kind of cave in. And I think that that can also kind of help people recognize where old cat holes may be as well. Yeah. And I, I don't know why this is a popular thing, but sometimes people will put like a stick. So it's like standing straight up in it. I don't think that that's like encouraged anymore, but I feel like on the AT, I would see like almost like a lot of headstones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. 
yeah some type of marker or something i have also seen when people intentionally like i haven't seen it sticking out like that but they'll make like an x with sticks so it looks very obvious that a human moves stuff in that area Mm -hmm. so i think there are ways to kind of tell you just need to start to notice what they are but i asked this about the pit toilets but now i'm also wondering about the cat holes can you put any type of toilet paper in a cat hole or should you always pack that out um, so it de- it kind of depends. It's preferable if you can pack it out. I know that's like less than favorable, but it does kind of like I did it on the PCT. Uh, I actually used a like water bidet for a lot of it as well, but it doesn't get as bad as you would expect carrying out your TP. But if you're in, I would say like a quote, if you're local, like quote unquote East Coast area where there's a lot of soil and whatnot, it's fine to bury your TP. But again, just sometimes it ends up coming up. And it's like not very attractive to like see a lot of TP along the trail and things like that. If you're in an arid climate, like on the PCT, the Pacific Crest Trail, they recommend that you pack out your toilet paper. So again, this is just like the reading the literature before you go. If you know you're going to be in a certain area, just check their website and see if there's any specific parameters or rules about how to use the bathroom in their space. Yeah, because all of the different ecosystems do have different regulations and rules. Like if a lot of desert areas, especially ones that have a lot of canyons and stuff that you're passing through, they don't even allow cat holes. And so you have to pack your poop out as well as the toilet paper. So do you kind of want to talk about what your options are if you need to pack out everything? Yeah. So uh, full disclaimer, I have never had to do this. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I've never had to. So you can use these things called wag bags or biffy bags. I think there's also, depending on what kind of hiking or like traveling you're doing, I think there's like literal mini toilets you can use and for my understanding I actually just talked with someone that so like I talked with someone that works in alpine regions and so this is what they have to do they have to pack up their poop and it's basically just like a large dog bag that you can like almost like tie around your waist and you do your squat and you use the bathroom and there's some kind of like chrysalis thing in there that's going to like absorb a lot of the liquid and actually you can just dispose of that in your regular trash which is surprising to me but that is probably your best method and I think they're about three dollars so like they're pretty accessible but yeah I don't know me being someone that like poops a lot on the trail I feel like you know a five-day trip will turn into like 20 bags so I don't know (laughs) yeah I guess get to know your needs before you head out in an area where a wag bag or carrying your poop out is required. And the reason why you need to throw that in the trash versus any like type of toilet system is because of that powder or chrysalis substance that reduces the odor that's not allowed in those other receptacles. So you do have to throw it in the trash every time. And in a pinch, some people are going to think that this is gross, but sometimes you have a surprise poop and maybe you're not prepared and you're not in an area where you have access to a pit toilet. Maybe like for me, I have forgotten a trowel before and it was just an overnight like car camping experience. So pretty chill. I was going to be leaving that morning. But like I had to go to the bathroom and I luckily have dogs with me all the time. So I had the poop bags from dogs and I know not everyone brings their dog, but like for me, I was like, I can't just go poop in the woods and I couldn't find like a good rock or stick to dig with. And I was just kind of panicking and I was like, you know what, I'm going to poop and I'm going to pick it up in a doggy bag and I'm going to bring it out and throw it in the trash. And so I think 
you can be innovative (laughs) if you need to be. And I don't necessarily recommend that method, but I will say it is effective. (laughs) So in case people want a cheaper option than the actual wag bag, you could also bring doggy bags along, but it'll probably stink. That's the only downside to that one. I guess what other tips and tricks do you have? I guess the doggy bag is like the only tip or trick I really have, but other ones that you think would make pooping outside less intimidating, more sanitary, or even more environmentally friendly. Yeah, so I would say, again, like the biggest thing is just like doing your research before you go, because it may really be different depending on your location. There is like a lot of visuals on how to use the stance on how to, you know, poop outside. And I feel like that can be really helpful for people because I feel like sometimes you're like, okay, I get it. I have to like bring my trowel, but like, how do I actually get my poop in the hole kind of thing. So there's like a lot of visuals that you can find that will hopefully help you kind of plan out your stance and things like that. And I actually, I really like the Clulo clean bidet. If anyone is really trying to like, I don't know if I would say graduate into it, but um, it was a item that I used on the trail. And I think it was really good because I pretty much didn't carry toilet paper. I had a little bit just in case. And it's basically this little like black thing that you stick on the top of your water bottle and it has like a small hole. And so it, you can base, it's just like a little pressure washer. And so that was kind of nice to like keep my butt clean and like not have to worry about the toilet paper and like that impact on the environment as well. Always bring more than you think you need. Like also, I know you had like a tampon and like menstruation episode a while ago, but yeah, definitely like, especially with like tampons and toilet paper and like hand sanitizer, just like it's always good to have a little extra if you're, especially if you're hiking solo. I mean, maybe you can bum off of a friend, but it's better to have a little more than not enough. Yeah. Go in prepared because I mean, you can, you can improvise, but usually those are the stories that they end up funny later down the line, but in the moment it is miserable. So <laughs> I agree. Be prepared. <laughs> yeah. But I only recently learned about those portable bidets, which are really interesting to me. I feel like, especially if you're on a really long hike, like you have done, that it would feel more sanitary and just cleaner. Yeah. And I I feel like not to like get too graphic, but I feel like my hands were cleaner too, because I wasn't having to like go back there and wipe and like trying to conserve toilet paper. And then like 20 minutes later, like go eat food, you know? Same with like, I I don't know if you've talked about the Kula cloth at all, but I I feel like I really swear by the Kula cloth for using the like number one and then the bidet for number two. And especially if you do use the bidet, definitely have like a separate water bottle. I would just buy like whenever I would get like a soda or something in town, I would just reuse that water, that like plastic water bottle for a couple hundred miles at a time, just so it's like separate from my personal water bottle that I was drinking from. Oh, yeah, that is a great idea. And yeah, we actually at the time of this recording, this episode's not out yet. But the episode before this episode 27 is about the Kula cloth. So oh, awesome. those together, like having in your toilet kit for hiking or backpacking the Kula cloth and then the bidet sound like probably the lowest waste option that I can think of. And then just like you're saying, having a couple of backups um, in case for some reason you actually need toilet paper or a wet wipe or something, and then just packing that out. So I really like that approach. Well, I feel like that really answers a lot of my questions about just pooping outside and kind of getting people integrated into that, giving them more options and helping them understand what all the options are. 
The only other thing I can think of maybe we could talk about is like the actual act of pooping. You kind of explained it a little bit, how you'll have different stances or squats, and sometimes you can find visuals or videos on how to actually approach that. So if you had any tips for that, we could kind of move into that discussion. Yeah, I guess I'll just do like a little play by play if that's okay. (laughs) That'd be great. So say, you know, you're at camp and you need to use the bathroom. You want to make sure, again, that you're going like pretty far. You obviously don't want people to like walk in on using the bathroom. And the farther away you can go, the better because there's like a little like landmine radius around campsites. So it's better to go farther away. If you can, honestly, I think it's even better to like get out on trail a couple, you know, two tenths of a mile, half a mile or something, and then go off trail just to like kind of disperse it a little bit more. And so, yeah, you're going to pretty much go 200 feet or more, ideally more. You want to survey your surroundings, make sure you're not near water, make sure you're not near any kind of like, if it looks like it's like a runoff towards water or anything like that. And so I would say have all your gear out beforehand. (laughs) Don't want to have your pants down and be like, where's my you know, toilet paper. So your travel, hand sanitizer, TP, if you're going to use the bidet or anything like that. And so try to pick again, a spot that's going to be really like not too rocky. And then you're going to use your trowel and dig about six to eight inches. I think the trowel is actually like the length that you want. I know it's really hard. I definitely am guilty of not getting six to eight inches sometimes, like just do the best you can. And so then, yeah, there's some people like to like hold on to a tree if there's a tree in front of them and kind of do a squat. I think of it as like, I don't know if you were to like literally like do a physical exercise squat and then just go a little bit farther down. And so, yeah, I don't know. There's some people that like do like forehand, like their hands are behind them and their like legs are in front, like some kind of crab walk. I don't know. But yeah, you pretty much want like the cat hole in the middle of where you are. So like your feet are kind of like straddling on either side. Do your business, wipe your butt. (laughs) Again, if you can pack out that teepee or if you should be packing out that teepee, pack it out or put it in the hole. And then I'll kind of put my pants up beforehand because I don't want to like fall in my poop hole. (laughs) And then uh, you want to just use the trowel and just whatever soil you had dug out of the cat hole, just put it back over it, pat it around like so it's kind of nice and firm and then I like to add like a little bit more duff and like you mentioned like the little bit of a mound I guess one thing to mention that I feel like is obvious but isn't obvious is that you're not ideally you're not touching your trowel and the poop together like the trowel is just to dig the hole it's not to move your poop with so I think it's really good to like keep your trowel clean and I mean I think that's pretty much it and then yeah use hand sanitizer afterwards and yeah I have like a little ziploc bag that I'll kind of just put everything in So it's all together. Yeah, having a little designated poop pouch or a bathroom bag, whatever you want to call it, I think is really helpful because like you're saying, having it somewhere accessible, especially if you're someone that poops in the middle of the day or something and you're going to, you know, you're going to be on trail versus someone that goes early in the morning or at night because you don't want to be digging through all of your stuff and trying to find a trowel when you have to go to the bathroom and all that. So that organization is a good idea. 
And what you're mentioning about the touching the poop to the trowel, like I never really thought about that. But then hearing you talk about it, I was like, oh, I could see that happening because if you miss the cat hole or something, you don't necessarily want to use the trowel to like scoop it back in. Yeah, definitely use like a stick or something if you can. Yeah. Other things like... Uh, again, like I feel like you can go down like the rabbit hole of alternatives to TP. Personally, I have wiped with a bad leaf. Would not recommend it. Like avoid. Like if you if like this is why I'm so adamant about the TP. But like yeah, if you don't have TP or you run out, I have used like pine cones. You can use like leaves that are already on the ground. I wouldn't recommend using live leaves that are like surrounding you you can use tree leaves like that are alive if you want those are usually safe but if you just see any like nice shrubbery near you it's probably not a good idea so yeah I don't I don't know what else to tell you I have heard of people using socks and like I had a friend that used tortillas to wipe his butt so hopefully you're never in that situation that state of desperation yeah you can use the forest floor yeah We renamed him Tortilla after that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the perfect name. Yeah, but I, I thank you for bringing that up about the plants because I do think sometimes when you're in those moments and you don't have another option, it can be tempting to be like, oh, I'll just grab this leaf near me. But unless you have a really good understanding of what those plants are, um, you could be grabbing something, I don't know, like poison ivy or poison oak, any of those plants that can cause a lot more irritation later in the down the line <laughs> could be really dangerous. I will say that I have used this one plant uh, called mullein or I think lamb's ear is a more common name for it. And that one works relatively well. It's very soft. I mean, I get the name lamb's ear kind of gives you a, a visual of like how soft it would actually be because it does feel like the ear of a lamb. But I wouldn't necessarily say it's better than toilet paper in any respect. Those are a lot of good tips and tricks. I don't like saying tips and tricks. Yeah, so I feel like you shared a lot of really good insights on some of the different approaches because I do feel like with any type of hygiene in the backcountry, it is a relatively personal experience. Just because something like the bidet worked for you, that doesn't necessarily mean that it will be the perfect fit for someone else. So I think sometimes trying some of the different options before you go out can be really helpful. But a lot of the times for those specific hygiene practices, it can be trial and error from trip to trip. Thank you for sharing all of that. And with that, Are there ways that people can follow along with your podcast or find your art and get in contact with you? Yeah. So if you want to see my art, it's at Chasing Trails Art on Instagram. A lot of mountain inspired things. And then on the podcast, it's Shit We Do Outdoors. So that's on all platforms. And then on, sorry, on Instagram, it's different. It's just Shit Outdoors Pod. So you can follow us there. I think I'm going to be upping it up to about three episodes a month at this point. Oh, very cool. Were you doing just one episode a month? I was doing two, but I have like a lot of content. And I feel like if I was to just do two, I'm pretty much like set until December. So I might have to bump it up to three or four times 
a month at this point, which is kind of exciting, but also very stressful for me because I'm like also trying to build this art business. So I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Juggling a lot of things. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. I'm excited to follow along with your journey. And I will also share all of those links to those socials and to your podcast in case people want to check that out in the episode notes. And... Just thank you for coming on and talking about the topic. I know that it is kind of awkward sometimes, but you did it very eloquently. So thank you. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. I had a great time. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you hear, let me know. Leave a review and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. New content has begun to appear on the Outdoor Minimalist Patreon. Head over to theoutdoorminimalist.com for more information about our listener support and patron exclusives. You can still find me on Instagram at outdoor.minimalist.book. Follow there for daily updates, other educational resources, and to help build an outdoor community with a shared goal to create a better outdoor space as we recreate.